Really, the goal is just to use our stories to bring veterinary medicine to life for the pet caretakers of the world. Uh, and we're doing it because we believe that educating these caretakers is the most powerful thing that we can do to improve the life quality of all of the pets that we love. Hello, everybody. Um, this is Vet Tales. I am Dr. Natalie Keith. And I'm Dr. Mariah Goodall, and we are with Northside Veterinary Hospital in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Yep. Um, today we're talking about itchy pets. Yes, the tale of the itchy pet. Yes. It's um, a, it just astronomically common problem. Absolutely. I mean, bread and butter around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, it's like, um, so our goal with the podcast is always to, you know, have a tale to go with it. Um, and uh, it was actually a little challenging for me to select one in my mind, mm -hmm. not because I could not think of one, but because there there's so many that my brain was just like paralyzed with a paradox of choice. <laughs> it was like which of the four I saw yesterday or the three I saw the day before yeah. or the 17 I saw last week. No doubt. Yeah. Or the, the first one I cried about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um yeah, so uh I the way I so I did finally pick one and I was like okay, in in my dream vision like maybe month 3 we'll be ready for this in the podcast journey um, of having like client interviews mm -hmm. what was it like for you to have an itchy pet like what was that you know moment when you realized like oh it's gonna it's gonna be a problem <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so um I thought okay I had an itchy pet before I was a veterinarian mm -hmm. and so I that's the story I want to tell today, today okay um so I was straight out of high school um, living in my own place, so that meant I could make my own choices about pet acquisition. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that step. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're like, oh, this is why my parents kept telling me no. <laughs> so anyway, I get this rat terrier. Um, he was a nervous little fellow named Trapper. Um, he looked like a baby deer, because he was just like, all, all legs. legs. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and just about as uncoordinated. And um, I, I want to say he was probably about eight or nine months old when I first started noticing that his little white tummy started to be a pretty mm -hmm. pink tummy. Such a classic age for yeah, that. It is. Yeah. Like, you know, in humans, I feel like, I don't know, allergies develop really early. And in dogs, we'll see it actually start. It could be as early as eight months, but a lot of times they're two or three years. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Statistically, two to four is the most common mm -hmm. time. Anyway, we'll get into that. But so there's little little pink trapper, and he um, was itchy. So I had just started working at my very first job as a technician at this um, very very rural vet clinic, mm -hmm. and um, so we do all the normal things. So we we try antihistamines. We try anti-itch shampoos, we've got mousse that we're putting on him, and, and it, just for, like, some perspective, this is, you know, coming up on 20 years ago, so, you know, things have changed, mm -hmm. and then it's like, um, okay, it's time for steroids, um, and then Depomedrol is an injectable steroid that we still use today, but very, very rarely, uh, mm -hmm. whereas opposed to, at that time, it was a gold standard. Yeah, kind of the only thing you had. Yeah, yeah, unless you were going to get oral steroids every day mm -hmm. and 
Anyway, so we tried that, and it would, it would help, but it wouldn't really resolve it. Mm-hmm. And so then we started, and of course, I'm, I'm doing all the parasite control to make sure it's not, like, a parasite-related itch. Mm-hmm. And um, it's still just, like, he's naked. This poor dog just looks like a baby rat at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so we get him... Um, on special diet, so we're doing all that thing. At, at this point, he's approaching two years of age. So I've been, like, beating myself about the head and shoulders over this deal for well over a year. Mm-hmm. And finally, we ended up allergy testing him and finding out he was allergic, in fact, to the world and the planet and everything in and on it. And so <laughs> we get him started on the desensitization shots, and it was a, a miracle for him. Within a couple of months, we were seeing some pretty significant relief, and, and by the time he'd finished his course in about 18 months, um, it was just it was still a maintenance thing, so we still had to do some things here and there, but he grew his hair back, he became white instead of pink again, and um, and we made, made huge progress with that. So he literally was kind of the... the iconic case of random allergy that that manifests um in the classic skin ways and persisted through every you know possible way that you can manage it we still had to go all the way to the end of allergy testing which isn't the journey for every dog but that's Mm -hmm. you know for allergy patients it can be that long and frustrating and drawn out and lifelong honestly yeah Yeah. sometimes it does go that far especially Mm -hmm. you know those white-haired pink-skinned dogs Mm -hmm. They just don't handle the allergens. Their skin doesn't build up. Mm-hmm. And so, yep. yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. So, so why don't we, I think now that we've kind of talked about like a story of an itchy dog, <laughs> um, why don't we break down like why do pets itch? You know, we, we say dog a lot because this is really, we see it manifested way more in the dog than mm-hmm. the cat. They certainly get these things too, but not as frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to kind of walk us through the categories of itchy pets? <laughs> like, you know, the different reasons why they're itching? Yeah. Um, so, atopy or eczema or allergic dermatitis, those all kind of fall under the same thing, and that is what your dog experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, when we say bread and butter, we saw 17 cases, like, of what we see is that. Um, And that's, that's a skin barrier issue. Uh, I, I do kind of like to call it eczema when I'm talking to clients because they know what eczema is in, in people, even though technically that is atopic dermatitis or atopy also. Um, So there's, that's the big, one of the big broad categories. And then we have Oh, so many more. But, uh, you know, when you're talking a young dog like like Trapper, uh, another thing you think about is demodectic mange. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that'll cause a really classic skin allergy or skin itch that is on the legs, primarily in the face, uh, and less so on the flanks, which is where Trapper was seeing his, right? Yes, yeah. So um, that's a bit different. Uh, Then you can get into some autoimmune diseases mm-hmm. which are really fun and exciting and that my story will touch on that a little bit actually awesome um so those are kind of the most common ones we see you also get a contact dermatitis um so dogs that have 
you know, shampoo not washed all the way off, or we started a new laundry detergent, or they laid in the garage on the oil spot mm-hmm. for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it's kind of an allergy, but but it presents differently like for it sure. Yeah. Almost. yeah, yeah. Um, and then food, food allergies, yes, huge. <laughs> and frustrating because <laughs> yeah. they so often go along with with eczema with, yeah you know skin yeah, allergies because all the things she's saying could they could have any combination of yeah. these things too so it's not like <laughs> oh we found it it's definitely this it uh-huh. could be like all of them or yeah. any of them yeah for sure and so um my story uh i'm gonna call this dog spot it's not his name but we're gonna call him spot um so spot came in as uh, he was roughly four-year-old, um, long-haired, German Shepherdy type dog, uh, and he had just started kind of losing hair everywhere. Uh, and so you, you run through kind of your initial first diagnosis, diagnostics, um, did a skin scrape to check for uh, mites, make sure that that wasn't a problem. Even though he wasn't a young dog, you also worry about sarcoptic mites or scabies. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when they're real itchy like that. Yes, yes. And he, I mean, he was tearing himself up. Mm. Uh, sores. Oh. Yeah, he was bad. Um, did uh, skin impressions to see like what sort of bacteria yeast what's growing on his skin you know because obviously we had an infectious cause to this too with the the wounds and everything uh, or an infectious aspect not a cause necessarily Uh, and started treating him for atopy Mm -hmm. for skin allergies and he wasn't really responding even steroids weren't really helping this dog uh, and so then we started, uh, we actually ended up going to a, uh, biopsy of his skin cause he, he didn't respond to steroids. He didn't respond to Apoquel, which is a, a product that we use a lot for skin allergies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ended up doing the skin biopsy and it came back as, um, seborrheic adenitis. Ooh. Yeah. Which is an autoimmune disease where the body actually attacks the oil glands in the cell or the oil glands in the skin. And it makes, it makes them incredibly itchy. It makes their skin incredibly dry. They get these huge flakes Poor dude. and a lot of times they'll, they will tear themselves up like spot was. Mm-hmm. And so th- then we actually started him on cyclosporin and doxycycline, uh, and his skin had become so scarred he never fully grew his hair back, uh, but we got to where we weren't having the big open wounds, and so that's just kind of, we checked his thyroid too at one point, you know, just kind of this process. I mean, it, it took- It is a process. A, you know, like with Trapper, it took a year to get to the bottom of what was going on with this dog, what treatment plan was going to work for him, and getting his skin back under control. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it, it, you know, it's frustrating for us because we want to be able to hand you something safe and effective, like and ap- quickly and quick. Yeah. Like Apoquel or Cytopoint, it just works yeah. and we see you for refills or re-injections mm-hmm. and everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's frustrating for the owners too. I, I mean, I have... I have a dog at home who itches anytime she doesn't get her Claritin. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that in and of itself is annoying because she's rubbing against the couch and she's moving the yeah, furniture. it's not just the pet that's <laughs> miserable. You know, yeah. I was talking with my sister-in-law um, just kind of about this podcast coming up. And she was like, 
I remember when Charlie was so itchy and he would go into the bedroom above us, like he, he would hang out there and we, we, our bedroom was below there and he would thump all night, like she just hear this boom, 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 all night long on the bottom of the floor uh-huh. and you're like, it was just miserable for everyone in the uh-huh. family. And we, we are, we're looking for something, a quick relief. Yeah. 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 That's. Yeah, with my dog, my my husband has this yellow couch. He has a black dog, so he got a yellow couch. It makes sense. Makes yeah. sense, right? That way and you can tell if it's not clean. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you don't want to hide that. And there's this line right at her, like, chest level yeah. where she rubs against it of black hair mm-hmm. on this yellow couch. That's amazing. And so um, the couch gets vacuumed frequently. Yes. Uh, which Things we do for our pets. It is, you know, it's amazing what we do. So, but yeah, so that uh, both of these situations are are like radically different. Like Mm -hmm. one is a, a, you know, Trapper's an Atopy case. Spot is a is an autoimmune case. So you've got, you know, your uh, your environmental allergies, your food allergies. You've got parasites. It may be if you're lucky, your vet finds fleas when you come in, and it's like boom, there's the cause. I actually can fix this with a pill. Yeah, here's our next scar and take it for the next three yeah, months. Yeah, congratulations. At least. Yes, yeah. you're one of the lucky ones. You are. You win. <laughs> um, you know, you, the, the autoimmune, the endocrine issues, and so so much of this is about um, working through that process. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that uh, we. Uh, Bethany, our Australian um, office manager, whom we cannot get to be on the podcast, was such a shame because you would love her accent. <laughs> um, she had posted up on Facebook, you know, kind of like that we were going to be discussing itchy dogs. And there was all these questions like, you know, what can we do? And so um, a lot of it is kind of just people want to start working on it at home first, but then it's like, at what point do we need to come in? And then what is that process going to look like, which can be extremely variable depending on the signalment of the pet. Like how old is it? What breed is it? Cause a lot of this is, you know, genetically related mm-hmm. um, issues. Doodles. Doodles. I love them, but yeah. boy, howdy do they come in with the atopy yes. and the ear problems? Yes. I mean, I, I've gotten aware when people bring in a doodle puppy, I'm like, just... Insurance! <laughs> yeah, get insurance now while it's healthy and expect to be in here frequently for skin and ear issues. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, and they're like, oh, no one told me that. And it's like, okay. well, you didn't ask before you got the dog. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm telling you I'm now. telling you now. Before we have a pre-existing condition, <laughs> get insurance. Yeah. Uh, you'll thank me later. Right. Oh, my gosh. That's another podcast in and of itself. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so, you know, she posts up this, um, this, you know, get rid of the itch or ditch the itch. This is what she called it, which, you know, super lover, I thought. <laughs> and I have this one, um, one of our amazing clients, um, that I won't name, but she knows who she is. She puts up this post that says, um, is dry blood, uh, or brown discharge in the ear normal with allergies? I'm just going to read you the whole post because I think this is exactly what's happening in the heads of all clients. So is it is dry blood, brown discharge in the ear normal with all with allergies? Is it all throughout both her ears? And then like, if is it normal for them to shake their head every few minutes? There's lots of swelling and redness. It's not every day or all day. It just started a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then she says, when, at what point do I need to make an appointment? Do I wipe out the ears or let it just come out on its own? Is there anything over the counter that it can be given? Are there allergy tests to see what she's specifically allergic to? Are there any preventions or recommendations to help with the head shaking? And it's just like, you know, going on and on. It's like, yeah, these are the questions that we're all asking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was another client that says, you know, um, so I've tried some 
some over-the-counter shampoo. So what, what antihistamines can I use? What do I do next? So if you've got a dog, a patient, Dr. Goodall, that, that um, is, you suspect is just a typical allergy itchy dog, um, what are you recommending for them? So I do typically start recommending just antihistamines um, and that uh, varies from dog to dog. There's information out there on the internet, but if you if you want to talk to us about it, yeah, mm -hmm. we can definitely walk you through starting an antihistamine. Um, and then I also tell them to go ahead and get started on uh, fish oils or omega fatty yes, acids. Yes, that was another question. Thank yeah, you uh, because it... Um, you know, when, especially when we talk about the white dogs, if you think about their skin as, as a brick wall, I think this is our favorite. This is our favorite analogy. It is. <laughs> We're like one of those little keyboards where you hit the button and like, like a horn honks, but for us, you hit the button and a speech comes out. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the brick wall speech. The, the brick wall speech. Um, so if you think about their skin as a brick wall and the bricks are the, the, the cells in the skin um, and the, the mortar is what helps keep all of the allergens out of the skin layer, that mortar's falling apart. It has holes in it. It's letting the allergens through the brick wall and that is what the immune system is reacting to it's it's really not that these dogs are any more reactive mm -hmm. yeah it's, we used to blame the immune system uh -huh. but it's really the skin the barrier. skin is not keeping the mm -hmm. allergens out and so when we do things like like shampoos and mousses that helps from the outside to help build that that mortar back up uh, but then also when you add in omega fatty acids and and skin support then you build that from the inside out and I do warn warn my clients, my pet owners, that the omega fatty acids, you're not going to notice a difference in a week. You're not going to notice a difference in a month. It's mm -hmm. going to take about three months yep. for that new skin that they're building right now to work its way out to, yeah. to the upper layers. Um, but the shampoos are a good, like, mm -hmm. right now fix in that, in that middle space. Yeah. But not any shampoo. Yeah, not any shampoo. You want one with, with ceramides in it. And there's the one ceramide that's really important that starts with a P that I can't... I like to call it phytostigmines, and I am 100% sure that that's wrong. Yeah. But that's what I say, and I say it with conviction. Yeah. I think that's what I say, too, because I've... It's very hard to Probably pronounce. because I've heard you say it so many times, <laughs> but I'm always like, this is wrong. It definitely starts with a PH. It does, yeah. Um, but it's it's really important if you can find a shampoo that has that in there, and we have one here. It's called Dermalay. Yeah, well, and then we also have the the duo, Duoc. Yeah, Duox. we don't know how to pronounce it either. But we can spell it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, it's it's essentially important that that shampoo be um, on contact for ten full minutes. Mm -hmm. It's also it's soap free, so that's mm -hmm. important to mention because we're not going to be stripping off the oils. And as it's sitting on that skin for ten minutes, then we're gonna have um, the opportunity for it to penetrate through those brick wall layers and to mm -hmm. the dermal layers and, and repair that skin barrier yeah yeah so that's but it does help them like immediately they're, they've got some relief yes they do you hear a lot of people saying you know they're good for like a day or two after i shampoo them that's why yep that is why yeah. <laughs> so um and then there's that new like collar that's out there oh i haven't tried it though yeah i've only had one um try it and I heard good things about it it's just um you know sometimes new things come out and it's difficult to remember and incorporate it into your mm -hmm. practice but um if you're that was my phone <laughs> 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 out of my pocket um but 
you know, if you're looking for for something like a shampoo um, that's, that's, you know, maybe lasting a little longer or you just can't bathe your dog because he's 200 pounds or, you know, whatever, um, that collar's a great option. A topa vet. That's it. That's what you were going to Google with your phone. Yeah. You, you dropped <laughs> it on the ground. <laughs> so, It's yeah. hard to remember all the names of the new products because they it really is. are doing a great job of coming out with new um, safe ways yeah. to um, improve pet skin conditions. I feel like the last decade has been like the decade for itchy pets. Like Zoetis As has it should be. done so much They for, really have. Which we're about to get into Zoetis products and like talking about them because the next step after the antihistamines don't work yes. and the fish oils don't work is we'll typically talk about either Cytopoint or Apoquel. Yeah. Uh, and those are prescription products, so we will definitely need to see your pet, but they're wonderful mm-hmm. for managing um, eczema, atopy, atopic dermatitis, allergic itch, however you want to refer to that. Um, but that's also the point where we may start talking about food allergies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because if they don't respond to Apoquel or Cytopoint, you better you, cock an eyebrow. Yeah, you've got you probably got something else going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we may also talk about, at that point, thyroid testing. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a senior pet who's become incredibly itchy, um, Cushing's testing. Mm-hmm. Some... Yeah, because signalment, and like the age and the breed of the dog, is going to help us decide are we more like if we've got a three-year-old doodle all of a sudden we're like maybe more food allergy Mm -hmm. than a thyroid or Cushing's or you know Mm -hmm. you're not going to probably see an immune mediated issue pop up at that at that juncture in life you could but usually they're going to be pretty young or pretty old Mm -hmm. um and so you start kind of working through it and food allergies are fun just a whole bag of fun maybe 12 to 15 bags before you Uh, get yeah right yeah because you're gonna you know, you're going to work through the first thing we always suggest, um, just because honestly, I think I, I do it both because it's easier to, for the, the client to, to digest is switching just the over the counter protein. Agree. Um, it's actually maybe not the best first step though, just it's because not. it's, it, yeah, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because the FDA did a study where they took like 21 brands of food tested all of the DNA in them to see if they were accurate um, because all of these brands said that they did not have chicken in them Um, and they checked them all and they all had some chicken and one bag of food or one brand only had chicken in it (laughs) (laughs) so and and it's not technically um, against the rules to do that because they can change their protein source from bag to bag or batch to batch, as mm-hmm. long as they are not changing it consistently for over six months, they don't have to relabel their product so long as they're meeting the meat, the uh, minimum crude protein amount. Yep. So if they're shy on lamb today, they can throw in some chicken. Mm-hmm. So you may have one bag that meets your needs and the next not. Yeah. And you hear that sometimes. You'll mm-hmm. be you'll hear people say, "Well, we opened this new bag, and now, you know, now everything's come back." Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, "Well, they yeah, probably probably they there's some chicken in there." Yeah, chicken is the number one. Number one, yeah. And, Allergen in dogs. And then beef follows uh-huh. closely at three. Mm-hmm. Which sounds funny, closely at three, but they're all kind of yeah. you know those top five are yeah all really high up there, but yeah. you know chicken and beef are the most common things you're going to find in your over-the-counter Which is diet. probably why that you have more dogs developing an allergen mm-hmm. to them over time. Yeah, because they're exposed younger and everything. Yeah, and people will come in and be like, I'll, I'll mention, hey, like, 
I'm concerned this is food. And they'll be like, no, 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 no. She's eaten this food since she was a puppy. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep, there's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, which is very counterintuitive. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, she's always had this and she's never had this problem until now. It doesn't make sense from mm-hmm. a logical standpoint um, unless you're really looking at the way the immune system works and it, it's that chronic overstimulation that's leading to this hypersensitization and overreaction to that exposure over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, just like if you get stung by a wasp, the more times you're stung, the more likely you are to have extreme reactions. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's how... That's how any allergy works. We just don't think about it in that way. We think, oh, I'm allergic to ragweed. Well, yeah. it's, do you notice that each year you have to take more Claritin until the Claritin doesn't work? This and then year you... was awful. Yes. <laughs> yes, I've noticed. <laughs> and then you have to switch. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, but for us, it happens so gradually, so slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it probably happens that way for the dogs, but it's that tipping point that, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, she kept me up tonight mm-hmm. when it was just she was itching while you were at work. Right. Uh, or getting, finally getting like the scratch marks uh-huh. because itching has gotten so intense. Yeah. And so yeah, so that's why people end up bringing them in. Uh, so when, when should they bring them in? And I think that's probably it. When you're noticing it, you're, it's affecting your pet's quality of life. It's not just a scratch here or there mm-hmm. or a head shake here or there. It's like they're doing it obsessively. It's stopping their normal behaviors. Uh, it's keeping them up at night. They're, they're wounding themselves. And there's, there's signs of hair loss or lesions. Like these are times where you've really got to get help. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the cause. Oh yeah. Whatever the cause. Cause yeah. The, then, then we can start investigating and, you know, as we spoke about it, it's a journey. And so, you know, let's, let's get them in before we're also battling infections mm-hmm. and deep wounds. And we've got to get that under control before we can figure out why they're itching in the first place. Yep. Cause it just makes your journey longer. Yeah. 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 You've got to get kind of back to like uh, a good baseline before you can really, you got to get rid of all those secondary issues before mm-hmm. you can even get to what the initial cause was. Mm-hmm. So I always tell my clients just like, put on your seatbelt, we're going for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's going to be bumpy. <laughs> expect some turbulence. Uh-huh. We're going to get real familiar. <laughs> yes, exactly. So when I see you um, every two weeks for the next two months and then every month for the rest of your life, <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Um, usually we can get a hold of it, it but it does. It takes, it's a process depending on the dog situation and your compliance level and the people in the house you know and, and yeah. everybody being on board yeah so. if if dad refuses to not give table scraps you're going to be battling food mm-hmm. allergies for the rest of your dog's life yeah um it's yeah. always the husband i know well or i find the grandma the grandma the grandma yeah. that babysits uh-huh. it's always her yeah that doesn't listen to the prescription mm-hmm. diet rules honestly i feel like that's more difficult an adult who's not listening than <laughs> the children who drops food on the floor. Yeah. Well, because you can put your dog up while the kids are eating. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So don't, don't be the problem. In don't be the problem. <laughs> That's our advice. Yeah. That's our medical advice. Identify the problem and don't, don't be it. Don't be it. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So we're coming in on 27 minutes. We're probably, okay. They're paging us for rooms because we're here at work by the way. So um, we hope that you've learned something today. This won't be the last time we've talked about itchy pets 100%. Yeah. Here we are jumping off itchy pet land territory. And August is itchy pet month. It is. That's why we're doing it. Yeah. Itchy pet month here. So tis the season. Tis. Tis. Um, So 
Good luck to all of y'all with the itchy pets. We're here for you if you need us. For sure. All right, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.